Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Welcome. This is Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. We are a weekly podcast where we have on queer folks from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family, and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? Today, we are here with Ryan Wooten. Uh, Yeah, Ryan (laughs) is one of our fellow facilitators at the center, but he is a longtime LA LGBT center volunteer. Really uh, like like sort of an icon volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> you won you won the award that I just won. Oh, you just won? I just Congratulations. Won it. But when I first started, it was right uh when when you had won it. Uh-huh. And it was like someday I'm gonna be the like baton. Ryan. Yeah, it's so so exciting. Uh, but we wanted to have you on uh forever because you have such a rich and storied history with the center and with volunteering and advocacy. Um, so we're so excited to Yeah, well, thank it. you guys for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to, you know, chat a little bit. Yeah. Talk and about some coming out stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and on that note, uh, listeners, we want to let you know this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, but in a way that we think is super awesome because mm-hmm. we are going to concentrate, yes, on Ryan's coming out story as we typically do, mm-hmm. right? Um, that is coming, our podcast. Coming out yeah. as however he identifies. <laughs> Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're actually going to spend a little bit more time talking about uh, his coming out as HIV positive mm-hmm. uh, uh, publicly, which he did much more recently. Very and- recently. <laughs> very, recent. <laughs> very recently. And we are so excited to hear about that journey and just and just interested. And we're so grateful that you're willing to share it with us. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time coming um, out. Pun. <laughs> 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 yes. um, but it's just been a long time. And I'm, I'm super um, honored to be here with you guys. But it's also proud. I feel very proud in myself to finally be able to share a story that I think we hold so dear to our hearts at times. But I think yes. we hold it in shame instead of yep. shining it with pride. Yes. Amen. So on that note, how do you identify? He, him, his. Okay, cool. My pronouns. Great. And (laughs) orient sexual orientation? Gay. Gay. Okay, cool. I'm super gay. Short and Gay, gay, gay. That's what I say. I say super gay too. Boys, boys, boys. I'm all about that. Love it. Love it. I am also partly about boys. So that's Well, I love I love that you're very passionate about you know by um, representation She's and, a and, and but I, I I love that. But you're gay, so that's great. Super Yay! gay, congratulations. Very gay. gay. Um, so and single. And for so, the record, hey. hey, I mean, we're on the record. Fellas, here. I'm saying it. Fellas, okay. So where does your coming out story start? Yeah, I mean, you know, it come out came out when I was super young, um, and kind of, you know, really struggled with the acceptance and kind of like family acceptance as well, mm. and um, just really started lashing out. You know, I, mm. there was a there was a moment where I didn't really talk to my family on purpose and kind of just wanted to like stay away from them as well, um, and it was really rambunctious. But I think in those years, I. Um, I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of mistakes. I did a lot of drugs I probably shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really... As like a coping mechanism. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or like an acceptance Or party thing. culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's sense. such yeah. a hard thing yeah. for I mean, if you're gay gonna men because yeah. it's so ingrained for young gay men. Totally. Uh, yeah. And um, I learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot, a lot of lessons. Um, but I didn't learn... Um, quite as much then as what I learned when I became HIV positive. Yeah. And I think that's really, for me, um, 
something that I uh, hold near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that finally being able to tell this story, um, it out, it almost means more to me than my like sexual preference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think this is more like uh, I wear it with a badge of honor now. Um, and being able to talk about it, I know so many people don't get to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of get more normalized when it comes to LGBT and coming out and we even have, you know, coming out day and things like that, I I find myself in the smaller subculture of positive yeah. and I kind of want to be the champion for yeah. like the smaller group. Yeah. So I'm really excited to kind of talk a little bit about that story. Yeah. So then let's just dive right in then. So with your... <sighs> Are you do you how comfortable do you feel talking about like when you found out and let's all, do it. Let's all right. do the whole let's, yes. thank let's you go so for much. It. Yeah. This is so important. Yes. Yeah. Thank we you. don't talk about this doesn't get talked well, about. Well, and yeah. what I love about my story, not like saying that in like a cocky way, but mm-hmm. I love because in my story I wasn't doing drugs at the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being promiscuous. Mm-hmm, yeah. I wasn't being a sex worker. I wasn't a starving African baby and Somalia, like as we associate so many yeah. mm-hmm. categories to becoming positive, I was in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was married to somebody in 2013 and I got a divorce in May mm-hmm. and I had been with him since I was 17 years old. Oh, so 23 wow. at the time. Wow. And my whole growing up adult life um, was wrapped up in him. And in May of 2013, I was single and I was 23 and I was young and hip and hot and you know had a little bit of money as well and I started to party and I started to um, go out more starting to go with friends and so we went to San Diego Pride in July of 2013 and I met a guy his nickname is Chicken so we'll use his name Chicken I actually <laughs> did call him Chicken um, <laughs> I met him at San Diego and we weirdly enough lived like a mile away from each other here in LA oh wow so coming back to LA we started to hang out and so July and August um, we started today you know kind of get the vibes right um, got tested together because I we had only been with one person for the last six years. So I was kind of paranoid into that world, right? And I was also really nervous to like have sex with somebody besides my husband, right? Because I I, I hadn't had that complex. Most of us, we whore out when we're 18, 19 (laughs) years old, right? We do. No, sure. I did it because I was, you know, I I also missed out on that phase. Not because I was married, just because I was a nerd. But yes, (laughs) (laughs) there's no shame in that. No, there's no shame. (laughs) Nerds are great. Go on. (laughs) So I was really precautious. So we got tested in like August, early September and um, began to have sex and um, began a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. I trusted him. He trusted me. We stopped using condoms. Um, because that was my boyfriend, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you don't, who wants to use a condom with their partner? Especially no, if you, I certainly me. don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with your partner that you trust, right? Yes, yes, uh, of let, course. Let me just, pra- I want to preach safe oh, sex no. no matter what. Oh, no, but not, I mean, yeah. you did all, you literally ticked all the boxes right? and did all the steps. You I got was like, look at together, my little, you, like, yeah. if there was a checklist, you yeah. know, like if I made like a yeah. little check, yeah. I checked the box. Yeah. Um, got this relationship and that yeah. was my boyfriend. And it was my birthday, November 5th, 2013. Oh and I had to go to the stupid, can I cuss? Yeah, oh, okay. Gosh, okay, yeah. perfect. Thank you. I had to go to the stupid fucking meeting on my birthday because I had a new fucking boss and I was pissed. <laughs> so I'm sitting inside of the office bathroom with um, symptoms of gonorrhea and I was pissed. I was more like 
he's cheating on me. Like more than like my oh, health. Immediate. Yeah. And okay. this is my birthday. Oh, like I, this God. is my birthday. Yeah. And I'm in this oh. office. So you recognized it as symptoms of gonorrhea. Oh, you totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Well, I mean, you start you know self diagnosing yourself, of course, right? Yeah. Like you're googling green and all discharge. That, yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, for sure. And I need to like button up because I have this new boss that I need to like be nice to. So I'm like sitting in the meeting, like, hello everybody. I'm so excited to be here. As I like dread having to go pee again because it's gonna burn. Oh, and I'm also God. dreading going home to my birthday dinner that my boyfriend is helping me organize. Yeah, oh. So I go How home. How long have you guys been seeing each other at this point? So it's I met like him in July. Summer to November. July. Yeah. yeah, so now it's November. That's um, yeah. And we we got tested and everything in like yeah. August. Um, mm-hmm. So I go home, I put a fake smile on and I find myself uh, kind of like trying to get the date over with instead of confronting him yeah. because people are coming to the house yeah. Yeah, I have a yeah. dinner party for my birthday every year and that dinner party in particular had like 40 people Oh God! so he gives me his birthday gift like he does like little speech blah 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 whatever my friends like can see like I'm kind of upset yeah. um, and I'm like I made it through mm-hmm. so I woke up the next day because I didn't I didn't spend the night at his house and I was like oh I have to clean up and whatever right woke up the next day and I went straight to the center <sighs> And I was like, were you some... already volunteering at that point? No, you just you knew to go there. Yeah. Because it's, yep. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, and it was free. Yeah. Yeah. LGBT Center Medical Services on Traders Free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went there and I, I t- um, gave them my symptoms and everything. And they did the shot in my ass and it fucking hurts. Oh, it hurts so bad. Oh. Um, and then I they said, do you want to do your HIV test? Do you want to do all of your STDs? And I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? I'm here. Right. So I did my rapid test, which a rapid test detects um, an antibody that your body produces if you have HIV. Mm-hmm. This is not a definitive test okay. that will tell you if you that. are positive. This is an that. antibody test. Okay. You can be positive, but your body hasn't produced the antibodies yet, mm. which would mean the rapid would come back negative. Got it. Even though you have the virus. Okay. It's just the antibody, right? Okay. So took the rapid, rapid came back negative, And at that time in 2013, rapids came back in a minute. Viral load, which is the definitive test, takes two weeks at that time in 2013. Wow. Got my chlamydia, gonorrhea, all that, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, um, shot in your ass. We're going to cure you. Even if it didn't come back positive for gonorrhea, clearly I had it. Yeah. Right? So now I need to go home like talk to this guy. Yeah. So I go home and um, I just flat out said it. I was like, you're cheating on me. And you gave me gonorrhea. And like, you need to get tested too. You're an asshole. Yeah. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, I would never cheat on you. Like, oh, you're the love of my life. Jesus. Like, like how how could this be? Like, how dare you accuse me? And it sucked. It sucked to have him not own up to it and be so adamant that he wasn't cheating. Because you're like, you're, dude, we have... You, you definitively dude, like, know. Like, I that, have oh. no other... Yeah, that's... <laughs> but there's a twist. <gasps> There's always a twist. So I tell him, screw you. I'm breaking up with you. Blah, blah, blah. He like continues to call me throughout the day in the next couple days. And he is like, I did not cheat. Like, wow. no. So like you cheated because I didn't I didn't I haven't been with anybody like this is not a thing. This is ridiculous. How dare you? And he was like sticking to the story. OK. Wow. So. A week comes by and we're kind of like on the fence and I'm kind of like pissed off and I'm waiting for the results. My results come back negative. The HIV for, test For gonorrhea, for syphilis, for chlamydia and all of those. Oh, the SV I had a panel. UTI. 
and UTIs have similar symptoms to gonorrhea. Oh, shit. So right. at this it's point, you're infection. thinking like, yeah. oh, my God, I fucked up. He didn't cheat. Oh, I'm totally. Off. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, so now I have to go back and oh, say, babe, I'm sorry for accusing oh, you. Like, shit. it's my fault for accusing you oh, for giving me a gonorrhea when I didn't even have gonorrhea. That is a and I was like, I'm so sorry. So then, I mean, of course, he's going to relish. Right. Yeah. So he's like, I fucking told you. Like, how dare you? Like, this is what I'm talking about. The whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't know if I want to be with you now. Because uh, you don't trust, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt wrong. I felt bad. I felt yeah. like an accuser. I felt like I assumed. I felt like I was so wrapped up in what I thought, which, I mean, obviously, under the circumstances, of course, they, were. they even gave me the shot in my ass. Yeah, I was going to For say, gonorrhea. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, of course, I'm going to think this. Yeah. So I begin to be apologetic. Mm-hmm. And I give him flowers. And yeah. I'm so sorry, baby. And can you just forgive me? Like, I, I know we're monogamous. Like, we agreed to this. Like, this is, like, not what we do. We're not promiscuous guys like that. We don't share. And he was like, he made me feel like shit, like the worst human in the world. So I was at work and it was December 19th. So my birthday was the 5th. I got tested on the 6th. I probably got the STI results back on maybe like the 13th, 14th. Mm-hmm. Now it's the 19th and I get a call from the center. But I was actually, I left work early because I was I was feeling sick mm-hmm. and I was feeling like like um lethargic, yeah, like really down. tired, run down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was driving home and I left early and I never leave work early. Um, And the center calls me and the center says, um, we have your test results. And I'm like, no, I think you have the wrong person. There's a million Ryans. I was like, I already got my results last week. And he was like, well, I really need you to come in. And I was like, I'm in South L.A. I'm not going to drive all the way to Hollywood. Like, I just left work early. Like, I'm going to go home. Like, like, we'll figure this out another day. He's like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I need you to come to the center now. And I was like, I'm not going to drive all the way from Culver City to Hollywood for some, like, elusive, you know what I mean, like, statement. Like, you need to tell me something here. And um, I said no. And I hung up. You know, like you got the wrong person. Because again, like I'm also going through the shame of yeah, you're I, like my boyfriend. I like I've already gone through this, this twice. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I just want this over with. Like he still hasn't forgiven me for oh. my mistake, right? Yeah. Oh my God. But did you honestly think it was like a mistake? Like oh, a mi- totally. You really thought it was. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. and also when I had the conversation with the person on the 13th or 14th, in my mind, they gave me my test Yeah, results. and that's the end yeah. of it. So that was the end like, of it, okay, right? I so, gotcha, And I don't yeah. know, like, genital warts and, like, all the other, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, all HPV. They, like, they were like, it just all came you're back good. negative. Yeah. But yeah. when they so said you... you're good, they meant the ones that I'm telling you about. Yeah. Not the whole spectrum. Because okay. the viral load hadn't came back yet. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, okay. So, and again, under, like, the context of my boyfriend and me trying to be like overly apologetic mm-hmm. like i yeah i was like i'm over it he yeah. calls me back oh. and he's like i i just i need you to be here now like i can i can hear it in your voice and i can hear like you're really uneasy ryan and i need you to come center i was like i'm not gonna drive there like you need to tell me like if yeah. you tell me something like that i need to know like i will go but i need you to tell me on the phone yes he says you're hiv positive oh my god and the first thing i remember I was on Venice Boulevard. There's and there's like five lanes at, at that point in West LA. And I remember I stopped the car, I opened my door, and I threw up. Yeah. Oh. That's the first thing. And then I remember 
not like blacking out, but like not know, like not being there. And I remember like opening up, like w- getting back up, closing the door. Cars are honking everywhere. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm sorry. But like everyone could clearly see I threw up. Yes, so like people yes. are kind of being like a little more empathetic. And I drove to the center. <sighs> so I drove to Hollywood and I didn't even park my car. I like parked in the street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that point, you're just like, I, you're just running on what? Adrenaline or totally. something? Totally. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You, yeah. So I like parked my car like halfway in the street, halfway on the curb run upstairs and it's late. It's like eight or clock, eight or, eight or nine o'clock at night. I go upstairs, the, the counselor's waiting for me. It's empty because obviously services are starting to end. And he's like, you're HIV positive. This is your viral load. This determines if the virus is inside of your body mm-hmm. and your viral load count is 3 million, which means that you've had it in your body for a long period of time. <sighs> your viral load increases if you don't take medicine, um, because it's producing itself inside of the body, right? People can get it with half a million. Some people can have 10 million. It depends on your body and also depends on how long you had it. Sure. I wasn't content with that. So I said, run a rapid. Because you gave me a rapid two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm not a medical person. I know this shit works. My first rapid came back negative. And I was like, I don't understand. And I didn't understand the antibody thing. I'm hearing rapid HIV tests. Learn if you're positive. Like, that's what you're marketing. You have those trucks on the side of West Hollywood. So it's like. So true. Like, I'm I'm thinking from that lens, right? Well, because you're, yeah, you're being marketed to. Exactly. That's super quick. You know, like, just get tested quickly. Here's some free condoms. Has this changed since 2013? Or is it more upfront about, like, what you're being tested for and what you still might need to be tested for? Yeah. So. Well, I I have to go through primary doctor now. So I do like labs. So they'll do my STDs one. So I don't Mm go on that avenue. Like it's part of my full physical to do my STD um, stuff. So I don't know. But I've heard from my friends. Like, and this is the thing. If I'm going to tangent for a second, like you go to the truck, which Uh I love the resources. Yeah, no, me too. You go to the truck. They give you this rapid. They say you're negative. You get that little card that says I'm negative. This is a rapid test, though. Right. And then you go get smashed in Mickey's and then you're like, I'm negative. You got negative. Let's have sex. Yeah. Which, again, I would rather you take the rapid than nothing. Yes. But But, I just hope that people know. But I know for a fact that people don't. And I don't know if in this age, 2020, we do have a quick viral test if that's what the trucks have now with modern medicine love it continue to preach that i love that and let's move away from rapid in that setting of nightlife yes because you're more inclined to want to engage in sex knowing that you're negative of course as you meet people inside of a club yes and i've had this conversation with a million of my friends and again i think i see it through my lens right but i do see or at that time, a disconnect, which again, if they do have modern medicine to do rapid viral loads now, I'm all for it. I love it. That's just not the world that I lived yeah, in at that time. Sure. Yeah. The second rapid came back negative. Oh my God. Wow. The third rapid came back positive. Oh, wow. Okay. The fourth rapid came back positive. Yeah. This is like the fifth oh rapid came back negative. Oh what? God! Why? Are so they now even you're doing fucking with test? my brain. Yeah. But we gotta pause here. This is unconventional, and they should have not ran this many rapids on me. Did they do it because you were? Insistent? Oh, I shut. I shut it down. Yeah. I. I. I if I'm gonna be completely honest, I remember grabbing 
the nurse's wrist oh, wow. and saying, run the fucking test again. Yeah. Like, I'm not leaving. You can call security if you want. I'm like, oh, I'm not leaving here. Yeah. Like, run it again. Run it again. Like, I didn't even have the results back from one, and I was already like, do it again. Yeah. And I was so, like, wrapped up in my head. And I was aggressive. I I, I came back and apologized to this woman <laughs> later. Um, And I, like, just imagine just, like, being, like, a an elephant in a china shop and I was yeah. like throwing chairs and I was oh, like hitting dude. the walls and I like I remember one time I grabbed the needle myself and I was like if you don't fucking do it I'm gonna do it oh, like do it again yeah. and I I was such in a red rage that I was poisoning myself with these antibody tests when it was already definitive that yeah, I had it yeah, yeah, and I couldn't yeah. see that connection the next one came back positive. The next one came back positive. And then I remember the doctor kind of grabbing me and pushing me against the wall. And he's like, you're like, you're, you're going crazy. Like you're, oh, you're driving yourself crazy. Like you need to, you, no, he didn't say calm down, but he was like, you need to like get it together. Yeah. Like we can run another rapid or another viral load, but that's again, going to take two weeks, but it already is here. So yeah. we can do that. We'll do that last one for you if that's what you need. But like you have it. So let's start talking about it. Okay. So remember, I was I, we went to his office because like security was like not having it, and like the nurse was like crying in the corner, oh. poor lady. And um, we're in his office, and I remember I like put my feet on his desk, and I was like, th- he had like a little jar of condoms. I'm like throwing the condoms, like I'm like I'm being like the biggest asshole. And I remember him talking to me about like, well, let's do this and blah blah blah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you, bro. Like, fuck you. Like, how are you going to give me, like, the worst fucking news of my life? Like, this... And I was... And I started doing, like, the cry thing. And then I was like, is it my fault? And then I was like, um, I should have stayed with my abusive ex-husband. And I'm, I'm going down this, like, journey. You know what I mean? I had only been with two people yeah. since I was 17. God. I went through a divorce in March... Or in May. And now I'm getting diagnosed in November in the same year. And I'm only 23. Yeah. Jesus. So it's hitting me hard. Oh. And he was... He was very patient. Um... And we continued to talk and I finally looked to him and I was like, you're not going to give me this bad news and not give me good news. And I was like, I want ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Not where I saw this. (laughs) And he was like, excuse me. And I was like, I want some fucking vanilla ice cream. He was like, it's like, now it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. The center's closed. This guy's just like here, like, because I'm probably going to jump off a cliff if he lets me leave, you know? And he says, you want vanilla ice cream? All right, let's go. Let's go get some fucking vanilla ice cream. (laughs) So we leave. I remember going down the elevator, saying bye to security guard, apologizing. And we walked on Hollywood Boulevard. Um... And we went to the McDonald's <laughs> and he bought me a vanilla cone. God bless us. Dude. And I remember I sat there eating my little vanilla cone and I was just like crying. And he's like staring at me like, like as if I'm like crazy. Like literally he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was sitting there eating my, my little cone. And I was like, isn't life a fucking bitch? And I was like, but you know what? this vanilla ice cream tastes amazing. And I was like, and the McDonald's ice cream machine actually works because it never works. <laughs> you know, I mean? it never true. works. Yeah, there you go. So the universe is aligning. <laughs> and he had said something funny or something had happened and I started laughing. Okay, yeah. And it was in that moment that I realized that I was still alive. Yes. Okay, yes. I didn't know how to live now but I knew that my life wasn't over. Yeah. Because it had been three hours, 
and I'm already laughing. Yeah. Maybe it's about some crazy lady in the store. Or maybe it's about the vanilla ice cream. Maybe it's about how crazy I was with the nurse. But there was something in that moment that was so juvenile and so like nostalgic of when we're younger having vanilla ice cream with our parents. Like yeah. that it was like, you're alive. Yeah. So yeah. like, what's next? Yeah. And we walk back to the center um, and he was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to leave you. Um, and of course, my fucking car has a ticket because oh, why would sure. you not have a ticket? But that was the night of my diagnosis. Oh, God. Oh, God, I so it's interesting because obviously I don't relate to like having gotten a diagnosis like that myself, which I assume it's basically a mourning period of sorts, mm-hmm. right? Of like having to adjust your head to a new reality, totally. right? Um, and but I so so relate to that moment of laughter mm-hmm. and being like, oh my God, if you had told me a few hours ago that I would be laughing yes. right now, I would never have believed yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I remember, oh my God, it was like the night after I got home, after I found out my sister died. I, this, so this is 48 hours after I found out my sister died. Mm-hmm. I was over at one of my best friend's houses and we were, it was like a couple of us standing around in the kitchen and she made me laugh so hard <laughs> that I was crying, I was laughing so mm-hmm. hard. And I remember thinking, like, thank God for this. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, w- I can't believe I'm laughing mm-hmm. right now. It's almost like a subtle guilt, but also yeah. like a yes. sign of hope. But a sign of hope. So yes. There is. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I know that there's really going to be so much tough stuff ahead. Yep. But like this laughter right now is, mm-hmm. it, yeah, absolutely. That and little, so, like, like I mean... Um, I can't say the person's name because he wasn't supposed to give me the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet God. Uh, Still, thank you but for giving him the ice cream. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah. like, I needed that. Yes. And I really yes. I really appreciate the, like, um, treating me like a person, not like yeah. a patient. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I would have been alive if it wasn't for him indulging me yeah. for those hours yeah. and the constant rapids and the like aggression towards the nurse and the like being an asshole in his office and walking to get ice cream and like he really like he just he he saw me yeah you know yeah in my lowest in a, in a low that I didn't even know I had yeah. mm-hmm. he saw me yeah. and that to me made me want to make him proud yeah. Which is what comes oh. later. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I went to work. I slept in my car with a ticket on my fucking windshield. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I slept in my car and uh, I went to work at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, and my team was like, why are you here? And I was like, oh, is Starbucks for the record. Starbucks, not, yeah. He's not uh, like, yeah, I'm clocking in for my 5 a.m. temp job. Yeah. So uh, now. Uh, thank you. Um and I started working and my team was like, you're not supposed to open today. Like, why are you here? And I was, like, I was like, oh, I have to do something. Like, I'm just I'm just here. to." And I remember just being busy. I remember being in the back room, putting away the order, you know, th- doing busy tasks. And it was like eight o'clock and my assistant had came in and he, he was like, hey, how are you? Good morning. And I like ignored him. And then he kind of grabbed my shoulder and he's like, hey, is everything OK? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, I remember mumbling. And and again, I, I wasn't supposed to be there. So I like really wasn't working like uh-huh. they were already working. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. After and he's like, no, like, are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And that was the first time I said it out loud. Oh, wow. yeah. And I said, I just got diagnosed. And he was like, he didn't know what to say. He's like, oh my God. And I was just like, I just did this. Like, 
12 hours ago. You know what I mean? Or like eight hours ago. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this. I was like, I'm going to go. And I remember driving home and my sister and my mom were home, which is weird because it was a weekday. Now it's like 830, right? Because I had left work. Um, and I was like, oh. Let me just go to my room. Let me just lock the door. You were living at home at this point. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because uh, of my divorce. Yeah. I had to move back in with mom. Yep. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let me just like, ugh, let me just go to my room. Let me run it. And of course, my sister's in the living room. And I start walking. And I, the second I see her, I start bawling my eyes out. Mm. And um, we go into her room and I tell her. I tell her because I like I couldn't not say it. Yeah. And my mom overhears it in, uh... the, in the hallway. And would you would your choice have been to not tell her at this point? Did you feel like you needed? More yeah, time that's to a good question. I think like because I did move back in my with my mom at 23, um, we were like on our journey of like continuing to like get to know each other better. And she was seeing this like this um, right, 20 year old person as like a teenager. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's exactly. you're in a weird in between totally like, figuring yes. out your relationship. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I told her and we sat there and we cried and we just cried and cried and cried. And, um, I hadn't thought about chicken yet. Oh, you, that hadn't even, I haven't even thought that far yet. Um, my mom went to work. My sister went to work. I was, I was really happy that I told them because it made me feel like they knew and like they could support me. And I also think like it was a way to like, kind of continue to like build my relationship with them. Cause like when I was with my husband, like I didn't talk to them for so long. Cause like he kept me away from them. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, as I'm on this journey living with my family again, like I felt like it was important to tell them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was also something current. Um, so I remember I sat on the couch and my mom kissed me on the forehead and she's like, I'm going to go to work and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I remember blinking and then my mom came home and I didn't watch TV. I didn't eat. I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't move. I didn't lay down. I didn't sleep. I was literally like staring at the wall for Mm. 10 hours. I didn't even realize how long it had been until she came home. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And I remember I fell asleep on the couch, ignoring my boyfriend's calls and everything. Mm. And I woke up the next day and I sat on the couch again and I just sat there and I finally like blinked around like afternoon. This is the second day. Um, and I was like, I need to go to chicken's house. Mm-hmm. So he's like, where are you? Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. What's going on? And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I'll come over dinner. Sorry, broke my phone, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I was planning his murder like in my head as I'm driving <laughs> yeah, no shit. to his house right especially if yeah. we can backtrack for a second yeah. you made me feel like the biggest blamer pointing a finger huge gaslighting oh, oh totally yeah. like and you cheated Jesus like you did cheat fuck. in this and I have been apologizing yep. to you this last week oh. it's my fault it's my fault. And, and he you, knew that whole fucking time because he, he's like, I can get away with it because I don't have gonorrhea. Exactly. So I know it's going to turn. Like, he's totally. fucking not. No- oh, oh totally. Yeah. Sick. Like, oh that's like God. the shadiest part. Oh, my God. It's so like vile. you did cheat. You knew you cheat. You adamantly like. Yeah. And he thought he could get away with it because he was asymptomatic. Exactly. Yep, that's fucked. <laughs> uh, that was that was a kicker right there. Yeah. 
Um, so At least says, you had someone to direct your anger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, if there has to be a silver lining, True. you go, you know what? I have so much anger and it's yeah. all going at you. Yep. <laughs> And it did. Oh, it did. And so the crazy thing is, so you also in this position, you have to tell him he's HIV positive. Yes. I do. Oh my God. Which is is crazy because it's like, oh, that's not your job. Like, that's the job of someone who's trained, like the wonderful man who took care of you, but you have to do it. Right. Of course. Because he fucking cheated and he doesn't know. Oh, God. And also, like, I have a bone to pick with him. Well, yeah, you know I mean, like, like, I also you, like, you get to t- right. <laughs> that's like a horrible. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh Jesus my god! There's fuck. so many. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> so many layers. Keep going. Yeah, keep, sorry. Going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. So I um I go to his house and I sit down. and He's like, "Oh, let me cook for you." Blah blah blah. He's like, "You know, like I I I'm starting to forgive you." <gasps> oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um just like. Uh, I just remember like hate, mm-hmm. like, but not the hate of like when I got diagnosed and I saw red, but like hate towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I snapped and I grabbed him and I pushed him against the wall and I started choking him. Oh God. And I said, you gave me HIV and you gave me a death sentence. So now I'm going to kill you. Hmm. I was like, I, and I just remember continuing to like grab his neck. You really tighter. thought in that moment you were gonna do? Oh, like, totally. Yeah, no, he was gonna die. Oh, yeah, wow. for sure. He was gonna die because like I was not sane. Yeah. And this is the first time I saw him yep. since that, since the phone call of being diagnosed, and for him to continue to do the dig. Yeah. Of the, let me see if I can forgive you. Yep. And like he kept going yeah. with it. It made me like crack i cracked and like you know wasn't the right thing to do but i cracked and i remember i was grabbing him by the throat and i was going tighter and he was like what are you talking about did i and, I, and he couldn't talk and it started to his face turned to turn red and i remember crying and i was just like like squeezing harder and you know like when you're super angry you get that like superhero strength yeah and um i'm holding him and i can see his like eyes start to glaze over and i start to see him sweat and for some reason we were next to the refrigerator because we were in the kitchen. He grabbed the refrigerator door with his hand, like frantically, and he hit me in my side with it. And when he hit me in my side, it like hit me like, like how your it hurts when your funny bone hits. Like yeah. you, you have to take a second mm-hmm. and you're like to like regroup. And I let go. And when he let go, he fell to the floor. Mm-hmm. And you could see him like gasping yeah. for air, like clearly, um, not that he was close, but like he clearly could not breathe. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I was like, and you're fucking lucky. I'm not going to go waste the rest of my life in jail because you wasted the rest of my life. Mm. And I remember I just grabbed whatever was mine and I stormed out. And I left and went home crying and just like super frustrated and angry and all of those emotions. And um He's calling me and he's like, what? Like, does, you know, all of these things. And he came to my house a couple of days later, finally able to talk. Um, and I had reached out to a couple of his friends and a couple of my friends and just kind of trying to get the story together as the anger kind of mm. like goes down. Um, he had been cheating on me with his ex-boyfriend Ugh. who he broke up with because the boyfriend became HIV positive. Oh my God. Oh my God. So he he went to San Diego for pride as his wiling out kind of like um, 
rambunctious breakup because his boyfriend was contagious and he doesn't want to be with that. Oh. So like, let me go wilding out in San Diego. So he wasn't sleeping with the ex when I met him. Right, because you got tested. Yeah, because we got tested. It was after that that he continued, he went back and cheated. And love is blind, you know? Um, And he got it. Oh my God. Knew he had it. (gasps) Are you serious? And gave it to me. When did he find out that he had it? I don't know. Oh, Ryan. Oh my God. And that was the shade of it all. Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli. And it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. 
That's code COMINGOUTPOD50 at factormeals.com slash COMINGOUTPOD50. Get 50% off! Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How did you deal with... I mean, there's so much to deal with. Like, yeah. how did, did you do any, like... Therapy or like, how did you get yeah. okay? How so, did you get to where you are now? Is totally. Now? So yeah. this the story I've just told you is like basically three days, right? Like three to four days, yeah. right? And it's me getting over the anger, and then me also confronting him, and then also trying to get the story straight of what really happened. And that was important to you. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah, right? Because okay. it was the context, and also uh-huh, uh-huh. what like led up to that of the like. I had already accepted that he didn't cheat. I had already accepted that I was an assumer. Like I had yeah. already went, I had went through this two times over yeah. in the last two weeks. Ugh. So it was kind of like, it wasn't like out of the blue, this happened. Like yeah. we had just had an open conversation about infidelity and that you're not cheating. Like we had went through Ugh, all of God. this. Yeah. We went through anger, we went through forgiveness, we went through um, doubt, we went through yeah. all the steps. Like we had just did, did this. So it was so like, even worse. Yeah. Um, and I started to go back to the center mm-hmm. and I refused to meet with anybody but that counselor. Yeah. And I was like, there's just something about you. Yeah. There's an energy that I get from you that I like, like I need you to literally hold my hand. Yeah. Like literally he held my hand, Aww. went to mental, mental health services, went to nutritionist. He went to my first doctor's visit. Aww. He helped me go down to the pharmacy um, to get my HIV meds for the first time like literally held my hand every single time I went to the LGBT center and all the services were 100% for free. And they are still free because the LGBT center is the largest organization in the world for queer folks, but also Los Angeles Mm -hmm. has the best and the most resources for people that become or or are diagnosed HIV positive. That was a plug. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a, good that's a kind of plug. Um, we're plug. like totally okay with yeah. that. Yeah. Really okay <laughs> Thank with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, nutritionist, mental health services, um, counseling, and I started going to a counselor, um, my medicine, everything was free, wow. all in Schrader. Um, and just, I really felt the support. And I think that was where I like, this is no longer an issue about chicken. Like I need to take care of my life. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm not mentally stable. I still have some anger towards my ex-husband um i still have some you know anger with chicken and like i i'm still 23 years old and like i don't know what life is i just moved back in with my mom Mm -hmm. like i don't know how to do this like Mm -hmm. i need help Mm -hmm. so that was where naturally and obviously i would break away from chicken um and i never have spoken to him again okay i've never seen him i've never popped up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I've never ran into him at a nightclub. I've never had a friend of a friend that's brought him up or anything like he fell off the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what will happen the day I do bump into him. Mm. I haven't like decided. I've thought about it. I have my scenarios, you know, Um, but I don't know. But I just it turned into 
I need to take care of me. Yeah. And I yeah. need and I need to start that journey. So going into 2014 and now being 24, I couldn't have sex. And uh, I'm a top. I don't like to bottom. It hurts too much. And I couldn't get erect. And as you start to it, as you start to try to get over being HIV positive, the question of social acceptance and sexual acceptance is so important to you. So I began to want to engage in sex because I wanted that like validation. Mm -hmm. You know, I told and disclosed to every single person who I've ever had sex with before I had sex with them. I'm just really passionate about that. If I can go back in time, I would have liked somebody to disclose to me. So for me, I'm really passionate about disclosing first. Um, I couldn't get erect. And it was like it'd be even more embarrassing that I had already had to tell this guy that I'm positive. And now I like can't get erect to like, you know, do the deed. Um, so I became like celibate almost. Oh. And uh, I couldn't even masturbate. Like I felt contagious. Oh, sure. yeah. And that's when the self-doubt comes. And I, I got to give a, a little more context to the story. So my ex-husband is really well off. Mm-hmm. And I reaped a lot of the benefits of that marriage. And I started to love the material things I got from my divorce and the settlement that I got. And 2014 was really the year of trips to New York City this weekend and Vegas this weekend. Let's go to Hawaii and let's get bottle service and let's do all this like rambunctious like bullshit because I'm 24. I'm hot. I'm cute. I make my own schedule at Starbucks. I've been a manager for a couple years. Why not? Yeah. Right. And then when you go to these random cities, you get to tell people you're positive who never have to tell anyone else. Like they don't know your friends. You don't gotcha. need to be afraid. OK. Yeah. You don't need to be afraid to tell people yeah. in New York because yeah. who, fucking cares? Like yeah. and who cares what they think and who cares what they. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, and if you yeah. don't want to have sex with me, I'm sure I'm going to find someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm like I that was really um, I became the worst version of myself. Oh, really? 2014. I was the most prissy, <laughs> arrogant, self-centered brat that was so angry mm-hmm. and used my money and my um, accessibility to resources. And, you know, I get five weeks of vacation time at work and I make my own schedule and, you know, money's not a problem for me. And um, I just became terrible. Like you guys, you could wouldn't even recognize yeah. who I was at that time. Well, did you still feel like I mean, you used the word uh, earlier when you were talking to Chicken that you said death sentence. Do you feel like any part of you was living like, mm. well, I'm under a death sentence, so nothing like matters. last holiday? Ooh, yeah. yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. I, that's I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. definitely You're like, like fuck it, splurge. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like. Get the nice champagne. But like, why not? I'm gonna die again. Like that, I I liken this again to like a period of grief, right? Because like the number of people I know who've like lost someone or Mm -hmm. been through like a massive loss of some sort, or even a divorce, or like Uh whatever, whatever that is, with with, like life shifts fundamentally, and they go into a period of just like excess excess Mm -hmm. and like self quick validation. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. because you're like, fuck it. What does it matter anyway? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. And were people, um, I guess, medically or whatever, was that being reinforced or were people saying, like, it's not a death sentence anymore? Like, you can, and you just weren't necessarily 
hearing it and taking it mm. in or in 2013 is yeah. it, was it very different from now where so undetectable like... was where for in my perspective like just becoming a thing for society okay. i don't know if, how long medically undetectable gotcha. was a thing but socially like this is still super stigma like okay this yeah. is like you stay away from yeah this is almost 10 years ago so totally it's yeah. like and it's prep was carried. not an, preppy didn't prep didn't exist okay I so gotcha. it's more like it was even more taboo right gotcha. uh and this is also the beginning of not the beginning but a great time for social media oh, yeah. because this is before business profile right and this is before like the, a lot of the influencers became like totally. before verified even right yeah. so like it was all it was just like it was just a different time yeah and i don't think that the the awareness was there yet yeah. for the stigma so i think being positive was still like really taboo yeah at that yeah. time so okay. i listened to the therapists and the mental health counselors and all things that but it was like let's go to vegas yeah Part of it too is that you're 24. Like, oh, right. like, like yeah, I also that's true. just Let's like not discount want, that. Yeah, I just want to like I I pretty much say that I was a shithead before the age of 26, right. and then like not even really a person until I was 29. So, right. like, exactly, like, I that's agree. Like basically, yeah. how I look at it. Totally. And like you know, I I was still like coming to terms with my you know failed marriage, and you know like oh, I was still so um like going uh, navigating through that, and um. Yeah, 2014 was a was definitely a blur, mm-hmm. right? And I remember I had bumped into my counselor at the center. I was getting my my medicine or something, and he was like unrecognizable to me, like him looking at me. Uh... And I remember I was like, yeah, I just got off a plane from New York, you know. And he's like, okay, but like, how are you, you know, like? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you see my new Louis Vuitton bag. Like, mm. I, I of course I wore my my messenger Louis bag that had nothing in it to go pick up my medicine <laughs> from Schrader because I mean all the gays are at Schrader, uh, right? Like the, yeah. at the center, so like of course I need to like floss. Like I was that I was that guy. Gotcha. Like <laughs> I was that guy, and he looked at me with like shame but it's because and I say that because like he knew who I was Mm -hmm. and he had seen my journey and I had stopped talking to him because of this like new lifestyle I was you know and like I could feel it Mm -hmm. he didn't say anything right and he you know was nonchalant about it but I could feel like his like disappointment yeah or like the unrecognizable like who are you Mm. and I went home and I was just like who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> you know? And um, I said, I need to humble myself. And I Googled it and I was like reading books. I'm like, how do you gain humility? And mm-hmm. like, how do you um, do it generally? Because you can't like learn to be humble, right? Like that's like not a thing. <laughs> like being humble for dummies. Exactly, right? So like, I'm like trying to like- I have a few people I'd like to give that. <laughs> I think I need to write that book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know how to do it. And so I started to volunteer. Ah, yeah. So we go in 2015. Uh-huh. And 2015 was the was the year I began to volunteer. So I started off as a registered volunteer. Uh, and at the center, I would do like event workshops or like the, the cleanups. And I would do like the Simply Divine event and the Models of Pride for the youth. Uh-huh. And I like loved it so much. And I was like vibing. And um, I started to make friends. And it was so crazy because like I was like, craving to bring up I was positive yeah, yeah. like in my conversations mm-hmm. like you meet someone that for the first time for me like I met somebody um, 
trans male. I hadn't met the, uh, an individual that identified like that before. Um, and I'm just like hearing their stories and like these different avenues of, of the queer spectrum and like passionate bisexual men, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like they're about their existence or, um, you know, lesbians um, that are super feminine, really passionate about being, showing their feminine traits and not more towards the masculine side. Just all the spectrums. I yes. mean, all of these like yeah, beautiful yeah. rainbow people, these like queer folk mm-hmm. that I'm like resonating with. And it's like, like I didn't know my identity but I knew I was positive and I knew that I could say that here and everyone's gonna accept me or people are gonna be like okay (laughs) like what's your name I'm like I'm right I'm positive you know and it was it was such an easy way for me to like build confidence and it made me um confident Right. So I started to do like um, World AIDS Day events and like more like S or more HIV geared volunteer uh-huh. projects. Yeah. And I started to meet more people that were positive yeah, and yeah. I started to hear their stories and I started to hear how they disclose. Like, what do they do? And it wasn't yeah. this like go to this social group or this like um, this like support group. Support group. Yeah. It was like queer people that were positive, laughing and joking about being positive and just like off the cuff conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was so organic that it made it like I craved it. And I kept going back to the center. I kept going back to the center. But then when you do when you're an event based volunteer, it's event based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is then when I met Ruben, who was the old before, director. Yeah. Right yeah. before I came in. Right. And Ruben is the was the director of the social networking groups and had been doing it since like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um super passionate guy and I interviewed with him because back then it was like really strict like he was like he did not play about <laughs> yeah, the process that, me and Nicole just kind of slid in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and he was like he was like you're not good enough <gasps> oh wow yeah. oh my god you're like I'm sorry I thought this was a volunteer position <laughs> but he like, said yeah. you're you need to get over your arrogance and you need to listen. Wow. Because that's what the facilitators do. Holy shit. Wow. He was like so get that chip off your shoulder and like come back, and I was like, "Excuse me," like because you have to remember, I like you feel I like get you've whatever come I so want. Far already yeah, too, I you're can like... do whatever I want. Like I swear, I like I I wrote uh, you know humble for dummies. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Like, I'm making friends. Like I'm not like so like I'm more confident. Like who are you telling me like I can't do this? And uh, it bugged me, and it, it really irritated me. And I I asked him, I invited him to dinner, and I was like, I need to like understand like what you were talking about sir and we went out to dinner and i had told him the story you know i learned more about him and he said he's like the guy that was in that room with the nurse like that's you the arrogant guy and he like pointed out the, like the name brand jacket i was wearing he's uh. like this is not you he's like i don't want that on my group of facilitators like i can see your drive i can see your heart but like you need to like get rid of it and it was so humbling. He doesn't owe me anything. And he would just told me, like, period. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, throw my wine in his face or something. You know, I'm like, how dare you? And um, I really thought about it. I really, really thought about it. And I came back when I was ready. And I asked him. And we had our, our, an honest conversation about it. And he took me under his wing. He wouldn't let me do group without him. He almost was like holding my hand. Huh. Got it. And I kind of didn't realize that like he was only doing that to me. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it was fine. And I um 
we would connect afterwards and I and I grew and I like I, I learned from him and he like taught me like, you know, you you shared about your life instead of asking them more about their life. You didn't mm -hmm. dig deeper in, okay. in coming out show. And he, I remember he said one time he said, I don't care about how you came out. I care about their journey and where they're coming out. Yeah. And that was one of another life lesson to to listen. And it's not about what I went through in this setting. It's about how can I help them go through wherever they at. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if there's a nugget to throw in there, I'll throw in the nugget. But the more times that my mouth is open, the less times my ears are. Mm -hmm. And that was such an amazing life lesson because I had been talking since my diagnosis. Oh, Poor wow. me, trips to New York. Poor me, do this, like indulging in life and all of these things. But I wasn't listening to anybody. I never coped with it. And that was the first time that I really realized that. And now we're going into like 2016. I, I'll never forget. I was in a coming out workshop and there was only one participant, uh -huh. there, which is always super awkward. <laughs> and he said it for the first time that he oh. was gay. And I didn't know that he hadn't said it oh. yet. And I remember him just bawling, crying. Oh. And I remember I grabbed him and we're hugging and he's like crying to me. And I was like, I should buy him ice cream. Oh, I didn't buy him ice cream because we're not allowed to. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but that but you, was you yes, yes. It was my moment. Were, oh. It was it was my moment, That's right? Beautiful. It was my I'm the other side. Yeah. Like I'm hugging him. He's the crying guy. We're at the LGBT center. Like it was oh, like yeah, this yeah. like moment of like of like maturity yep. and like self growth and discovery and like and I was listening to him. I didn't say anything. He said, I'm gay. And then was like, <gasps> I said it for the first time and then bawled his eyes out. And then I'm crying. And then he's like going on about his like story. And I'm just listening to this guy. And I'm thinking about vanilla ice cream this whole time <laughs> as my like marker. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean? And um, I realized my self-confidence. And I haven't told I own the only people that knew I was positive was my family my close family and the people I had sex with, not my friends. Oh, wow. Wow. And that was my wow. journey to begin to tell them. Okay. One, because I had the confidence in who I was uh -huh. that it didn't define me anymore. Okay. Anymore. Yeah. Um, and two, they deserved to know me and like why I was so off. Sure. And I also needed to let go of the friends that only wanted me for the money. Well, yeah, that makes yeah, sense, of course. Yeah. yeah. And when I told people... Some of them didn't want to be my friend anymore. Uh -huh. Some of them wanted to stay my friend. Some of us got closer. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me the opportunity to really figure out who was my friend and um, really build relationships based off of that. Invite them to charity events. Invite them to HIV awareness things or mm -hmm. stuff like that or the AIDS walk and things like that. And it started to continue to, to get more self-confidence as I was being of service to others. And I remember disclosing to certain people and you know certain people didn't want to have sex with me and um i'm really passionate about not being the like judger of the judger 
Like, mm. sure. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's like, important because then you, yeah. you don't take that on. It's exactly. Like you're able to be like, okay, that's totally. So it's like, if you fine. don't want to have sex with me, if I don't want to have sex with girls, which I don't, I should be able to tell a girl, I'm sorry, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to have sex with you. Should, yeah. Exactly. And right. Like, internalize that. So you totally. Shouldn't when exactly. Tells you, so, yep, it, and, really and mature, when you're yeah. having sex with somebody, you are in the most vulnerable positions, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, like, it's something that you are really selective about yes. the people that you do it with. So, like, who am I to judge you for you not wanting to have sex with me? Because if I could have gone back at that time, um, I would have not done it. Yeah. I would have not had sex with him sure. if he would have told me that I was yeah. positive. So yeah. I can't be, like you're saying, yep. like, you know, the yeah. judger of the judge. Like, I had to accept that. And in that moment, like... I was able to get guys that I wanted to have sex with to accept me because I didn't lash out because yeah. I came with a pamphlet. Yeah. I explained to them oh, like I, the day I was going to tell them whoever it was at the time. Right. Like I had the pamphlet. I explained um, undetectable uh-huh. prep wasn't anything yet. And like I, I was there to have an honest conversation. Like I am really into you. Like I really want to have sex with you. <laughs> but like I need to tell you this. And I respect you enough to want to tell you this. Yeah. And I think that like it translated very authentic. And I think that it, does. it was attractive almost oh, gosh, like yeah. of me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like disclosure is attractive you know i i mean i we are so afraid on (laughs) about everything like Mm -hmm. think about going out on a date with somebody the number of things you're like should i tell them this should i tell we're just gonna drive them away like you know there are so many things big and small Mm -hmm. and i i i just (sighs) yes sure there's oversharing that can happen right away in certain areas this is not one of those this is if you're at the point where yeah absolutely and like disclosure in a lot of ways is sexy because it comes across as confidence. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And, That's and so true. It also, and it comes across as you said, as you respecting them mm-hmm. because people cannot operate, they cannot give consent to something they don't know about. Totally. And like, if you are withholding something from somebody that you are in a relationship with or trying to be in a relationship with, they can't consent to being with you. Correct. You are taking away their ability to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just continuing to get the confidence and starting to disclose to people, like I did think that it was really attractive, right? Or like I was coming off really attractive. Yeah. And it really helped me continue to be more confident. Yeah. So ultimately what's happening in April Right. I'm moving to a South African country (laughs) by the name of Namibia. I have been officially accepted into Peace Corp. Amazing. Uh, And I will be, ironically, an HIV counselor. So the thing that I thought was going to make me the weakest and the thing that I thought would kill me is actually the reason why I'm the strongest version of myself to be able to do something like go to Namibia so when I say I'm positive I don't just mean my diagnosis like I mean my mindset like the way I see life you know and for me that's why I'm so passionate about disclosing to people and now ultimately today having the confidence to be on your podcast and also the article that just came out for Starbucks like because I live positive because I am positive you know and I think like I, I choose to be proud that I have this life, I have this story, and I also know how many people aren't as strong as me uh-huh. and don't have the confidence. So I have to live proud and positive. Yes. God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and like bringing it, that's full circle from something you said in the beginning, which is just like so many 
queer lives are lived in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And like, God, I, I just, if I could give a gift to everybody out there in our community, it would be to, to the extent that you are safe to do so, like, be yourself. It's the mm -hmm. greatest gift you can give yourself. Yes. Because you, you give mm -hmm. yourself the opportunity to fully come into who you are, yeah. to fully explore who you are, to connect with other people who are mm -hmm. like you and who will support you knowing full well who you are. Mm -hmm. And that article, I've gotten thousands of emails. Oh, oh my God, God I'm, I'm sure. From Minnesota, Kansas, oh, Mississippi. And yeah. I, and it's just like, thank you for for being Latino. Thank you for being younger. Thank you for representing what I represent. Mm. And thank you for, for doing good in the community <sighs> and not letting your diagnosis like get you down. Yes. And, and um, I wouldn't have been able to give these people that I'm giving hope if I would have not lived proud and positive, yes. which is what I choose to do. And yeah. allowed yourself to go on a journey too. Yeah. Like to constantly, God, that is the other thing. And that's it's the beauty of getting older too, where you're like... It's kind of where I say, like, the older you get, the less you know. Mm -hmm. In the way, in the in the sense, and all that is to say, you stop pretending you know everything, right. and you're humbling yourself. Oh, yeah, totally. That's yeah. all it is. Is like if you are truly open to wanting to evolve mm -hmm. and constantly be. And I think that will be a process till the day we die. Right? Yeah. Is just that that thing. But it is the beauty of of aging, and then also the beauty of like when you're thrown such. A, a crazy yeah. life curveball at such you, a young you know, age coming off of a divorce like you oh, had just God. so many <laughs> so like in a row yeah. it's just insane and props to Starbucks also for yes. being so supportive of the queer community yes. yes like and I'm just I'm really grateful to have had that there my whole entire life mm -hmm. since I was 18 yes. I yeah, worked at Starbucks I'm at 12 years That's um so wild. I'm really nervous to step away to go to Africa but uh, I'm excited to fail. I'm excited to learn. <laughs> I'm excited to ask questions. Yeah. I'm excited to be nervous. I'm excited to to buy ice cream oh, <laughs> and yeah. give it to all and give it to my kids. Like yeah. you know, um, like I'm excited yeah. for those moments. And I think like it's such a it's such a growth from yeah. where I was yeah. when I was like assaulting a nurse <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. until today. You know, yeah. our being in Africa, and I'm just I'm so happy for the experiences to come and I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't live my authentic self. Oh, Absolutely. Ryan! Ryan, thank <laughs> you so much! It's the most amazing story. Oh my God. How her. can people find you? Because yes. I'm sure many people will want to follow you, especially once you go to Africa. Yeah. Yes. So um, I've thought about this long and hard. <laughs> my brain can only handle one. Great, so great. I only have Instagram. Love Amen. And then I'll launch an IGTV, which will kind of like infuse together on that so you can see me on both. Awesome. Um, but my Instagram handle is fittedkid89. So F-I-T-T-E-D-K-I-D-8-9. Um, it's because I love hats. That's true. <laughs> that I do always wear hats. That a uh, moment where you're not wearing a hat. I know. Yeah, I, I know. I was thinking the same thing yeah. when you walked in. I was, I was like, like oh, podcast. Okay. I was like, I don't have to wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, follow me on there. I'm really excited. I haven't decided my direction of my vlog yet. Of course, I'm going to vlog while I'm there um, from start to finish and kind of everything in between highlighting my journey and my growth, but also some of the awareness of that country. Yeah. Um, hopefully asking you guys for some money every now and again um, to support the local community that I'm going to be working with. Um, but yes, please follow me. I'm really excited for some content that's going to be coming out before I leave. I'm working um, with a couple people to kind of give like a like an energy video 
Yeah. You know, to get yeah, people yeah. excited and yes. get them con- like hooked for the content that's going to come out when I'm there. Yeah. Awesome. So look out for that. Oh, and yay. yeah, I'm so happy and honored that you guys let me come today oh, and tell Peter. a story. You're such We're a happy story. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, I am at Nicole Payson on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Lauren Flans on Twitter, Lauren underscore Flans on Instagram. We are at Coming Out Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our hashtags are hashtag Coming Out Pod. Hashtag Find Ricky. Shout out to our fabulous patrons. Shout out to Kim, Adri, Jim W, Lauren, Sarah, Lonnie, and Avon from BeyondClexa.com, Kathleen, Vanessa V, Claudia, Chef Extraordinaire Maria, Manda, Sarah Wilson, Simone, Kaz, Tanya, MCG, Gemma, Tia, Jolene, Maggie, Heather Funkhauser, and former guests Kieran Smiley, Vanessa Hunt, and Kirsten Vangsnes. Thanks, y'all, and we will see you or we'll hear from you. We'll talk to you. you. Yes, you will (laughs) hear hear us. us. No one will see anyone. No one will see anyone (laughs) next Wednesday. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.